Today, I'm gonna to be answering your questions. Now, these questions are coming from a recent Instagram story where I gave you guys a chance to ask me whatever you want. And I'm thinking of doing more Q and A's on this channel. So if you want that, first of all, drop a comment down below. And secondly, go over to Instagram and follow me at Jordan Platten, where you will have the chance to ask me questions I can post on these videos. Now, before we jump into them, I've got two things I wanna remind you of. Number one, we have weekly giveaways on this channel. We give away big affluent merch kits, t-shirts, hats, and so on. And all you need to do to be in for a chance to win that merch kit is like the comment, uh, like the videos, comment down below, make sure you subscribe with your notification bell turned on. And if you look down below this video, you notice that we've already announced a winner for this week. So make sure you enter those. Secondly, I know not everybody wants to actually watch videos. Some people like to listen to them in the gym, in the car, on the train, on the way to see a client, whatever that may be. And because of that, we have recently moved all of our videos over to audio format as well on various podcast platforms like Spotify, like Google, like Amazon, like Apple, like everything, okay? So so if you want to listen to these videos, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast channel. Let's get into these. So what have we got? First of all, knowing what you know now, what niche would you start your agency in? Scalability and simplicity of service-wise. Good question. So if I was starting my agency from scratch, I would move into a niche that was high-ticket lead gen. And there are so many things that come under that roof, like construction professionals, healthcare professionals, business professionals, like accountants and lawyers and so on and so forth. And by high ticket, I mean people that provide services in the thousands, not the hundreds or the tens of okay, high ticket services. And it doesn't matter if they're really, really niche. And it doesn't really matter what sub niche you're going for within high ticket lead gen. Because I think by large, it is a lot easier to get results, consistent results for high ticket lead generation niches than it is to get results for e-com businesses. And some of you might be thinking, okay, well, I know that econ brands pay the most, right? You can get big ROAS commissions and ad spend commissions and so on and so forth. And that is correct, but it, you have to work so much harder for those commissions. And also you can make a lot of money in commissions through high ticket lead gen as well, because you can operate on a pay per lead model. Or what I really like is you can have a sales agency hybrid where you actually call up the leads or you have team members that call up the leads for the niche that you're working with and you pre-close those leads so you can actually make a commission from the sale as well. So if I was starting from scratch, I would start a high ticket lead gen agency with a sales hybrid where we actually have a team calling up the leads and closing the leads on behalf of the client because if any of you are in high ticket lead gen, you'll know one of the biggest bottlenecks is the actual client closing the leads that you generate for them. And we've all heard, if you've worked with lead gen before, oh, well, the leads aren't very good quality. Wrong, you're just not very good at sales. So if you do the sales part for them, that's a killer business right there. So that's probably what I would move into. Um, but of course, I'm in the e-com world and we get amazing results for e-com brands. So that's what we're gonna stick to. But if I was starting from scratch again, plenty of you guys, high ticket lead gen's pretty sick. Are Facebook ads dead? Um, no, in short, <laughs> absolutely not. In fact, we have just refined our offer in our agency to just offer Facebook ads again. We were offering TikTok and Snapchat and YouTube and email marketing and CRO, conversion rate optimization. But now we've just refined our offer right back down to Facebook ads again because that is our bread and butter and that is where we see the most return on investment for the majority of brands that we work with. Now, that doesn't mean that is the case for every single industry out there, but certainly for us with e-com brands, Facebook ads is getting the most consistent and predictable return on investment long-term and we can scale them a lot more aggressively. So absolutely not, Facebook ads are not dead, but old strategies are dead. These days, it's not about interest and lookalike audiences and manual bidding. It's about the creative, okay? You need to have creative creation capability. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, you need to make sure you can put out as many creatives as possible to a broader audience and allow the pixel and the algorithm to work its magic, okay? And it's doing a really great job right now. 
Uh, the big brands are also competing and have millions to spend. How can a new agency owner compete? I presume this is a question about getting results for clients, as in if big e-com brands are competing and have millions of pounds to spend, how do smaller e-com brands, how do we get results for our clients when they're competing against big clients? Now, firstly, a big competitor having a massive spend on a specific platform does have an influence on your ability to penetrate it, right? But we use three things, three major things in our agency to continuously help the underdogs smash out their bigger competitors, right? Um, the first thing is the edge, okay? And the edge, what I mean by that is, okay, what makes this product unique or what makes this brand stand out from the competitor, okay? You might have a like-for-like -like product, okay? But it's not about what the product does, it's how the product makes the customer feel. So what is that edge? What is that differentiation? Figure that out and really drive that in on your ads because that's what's gonna differentiate you and people seeing you on the newsfeed. The second thing is linked to this, it's the culture, okay? The culture behind the company. Many e-com brands just scale um, without thinking about culture and returning customer rate and lifetime value. And so it's really important that you work on a back-end system within a client to help them on building culture. Now, as an agency owner, you don't have to implement this system for them, but these are the kind of conversations you want to have with them when you're on your weekly calls or monthly calls. Speak to them about customer competitions and branded hashtags and loyalty programs programs and community groups, right? Any way that you can build culture and a cult-like following. Cult-like followings will always prevail and you will dominate the market regardless of whether you're the underdog and there's someone else spending millions on a platform already. Third thing is creative, okay? So you need to have good creatives. Look at the creatives that the competitor is putting out right now and make better creative iterations, okay? Take inspiration from what they're doing and what is working, but then put your edge and your culture on those ads, make them higher quality, and you're gonna outperform those competitors. Are you opening affluent.co for new admissions? I'll keep this one really brief. So affluent.co is a marketing agency. So if you're an e-com brand making over 20K a month already, you wanna work with us, you can apply to work on the website. Affluent.academy is our marketing training program where we teach people how to start, build, and scale an agency of their own, how to replicate our business. Yes, we are taking on new admissions, but you might have to wait on the waiting list until the next intake, but go over to the website, apply to join. And if you're successful, then you'll be allowed in as soon as we can let you in. If you could go back and change one thing in your SMMA journey, what would it be? Good question. Um, hiring sooner. Okay, I would have hired way, way sooner. My mindset when I started my agency was, okay, I'm now making 5K a month. That's 5K in my pocket, right? If I have to then outsource something or hire a team member, I'm feeling the sting of it and I'm not thinking like a business owner. I'm thinking like a freelancer. But if I was thinking like a business owner sooner and I made more strategic hires and I had an ads team a lot sooner and I hired a sales team a lot sooner, then we would have scaled way, way quicker and I would have made a lot more money. So moral of that story is think like a business owner and not like a freelancer. That money that you're making on a monthly basis is there for you to reinvest in the business that is not your pocket money to spend on nights out cars and flashy things, right? Can I get a remote job in your agency? Well, we just filled our last media buyer position uh, actually two days ago in the agency. We're not hiring for anyone right now apart from potentially some people in the sales team in the future go follow me on instagram at jordan platten if you want to find out more about that that's really why i post any jobs that we're coming out and you can subscribe to our newsletter on our website as well uh, where you'll get notified by email for any new jobs what directly contributes to your discipline and consistency having good goals 
Having good goals is very, very important and having accountability. Me having this YouTube channel, I'm publicly documenting my goals and publicly documenting and speaking about what I want to achieve. And therefore I'm being held accountable by millions of people all over the world who are watching my content, right? So accountability is very important. Now you don't have to do that for a personal brand. You can do that through team members. You can do that through family members or a really nice way to do it is find somebody else who's also starting an agency who's at a similar point as you. Check in with them every single day. When they're working hard and you're not, you're gonna feel guilt when you're working hard and they're not they're going to feel guilt accountability is very important and really good goals okay not just setting a broad goal like i want to make 10k but actually micronizing that goal in fact i put a video out about this on youtube recently i'll put a link in the description you should check it out micronizing that goal and what i mean by that is breaking it down onto weeks and days so you can actually achieve that goal and it's not just some airy fairy hypothetical goal of i want to make six figures like everybody says you're actually breaking it down you know the exact steps that you need to take in order to achieve that macro goal okay so i do that every single quarter i set goals for the quarter i then break them down into individual weeks and i follow them and i have accountability through our team members i've got employees i've got youtube there's so many different ways so accountability is what then glues and holds myself to that what do you do when you're lacking motivation on a certain day? Um, this still happens. It happens to absolutely everybody. Anybody that says they have 100% motivation every single day is talking shit. What I do is I have a change of scene. What I found that really has worked for me recently, on the odd day that I'm not feeling much motivation and not much drive, I will go into my local city and I'll work in a co-working space. I'll completely take myself out of my home office, sit in this co-working space, seeing all these other people working around me, and just that change of scene is enough of a tweak for me to just hone in and get done. So I put my AirPods in, right? I literally just plug them into my ear. I use brain.fm. I would recommend checking it out if you haven't used it before. It's like a scientifically backed audio website where you can listen to waves that are gonna help you focus. Make sure you have noise canceling in, absolutely key. And I just focus on getting my work done with a to-do list in front of me. It's very important that you have a to-do list to pull you through um, on those days when you're not feeling motivated. But that being said, you should have a to-do list at all times anyway. So yeah, have a change of scene if you're not feeling motivated on a given day. Best advice for teenagers, skills they should learn, or book recommendations. Okay, this is quite a broad one because um, you could be 14 and you could be 19, right? And you're a completely different person at those ages. If you're 14, don't even think about starting an SMMA, okay? Go out there, hang out with your friends, go party a lot, socialize, chase girls, do all the things that are gonna help you strengthen your communicational skills. And then when you hit 16, 17, 18, then maybe think about it. I would even say like, wait till you're 17, 18 years old. You should be enjoying your youth. Like I, I think there's a culture right now of young, especially men, young men, young boys who really feel pressure from videos they see online from all these people driving Lambos and going out jet setting and getting all these girls and all these things. They feel this pressure from society to start a business. Like when I was pre 17 years old, I wasn't even thinking about that. I might, maybe I was thinking about a clothing brand that I was gonna start in college, but I definitely wasn't thinking about starting like a marketing agency. Go out there and enjoy yourself and harden up your communication skills because communication skills are the single best skill that you could have in any business and what I mean by that is just being able to speak to a diverse range of people okay and actually enjoying speaking to a range of people because if you're a good communicator you're going to be a good salesperson and a good salesperson makes a successful agency owner because an agency is a sales driven industry now for someone in those late teens that's what I would recommend to you as well obviously you're starting your agency as well the skill that you should focus on is communication and skill and sales because even if you don't start an agency long term that's what's going to drive you forward in any other business venture that you start in the future books recommendations uh, I'm just going to recommend two books the two books that had the most influence on me right near the start um, because I don't think that people in the teens necessarily most people anyway have all of their habits and their routines really figured out yet 
yet. And that's something that's really gonna propel you forward and separate you from everyone else who's waking up at 9 a.m. every single morning, going to bed at three because they're playing cod all night. Uh, number one, The Morning Miracle by Hal Elrod. Incredible book that's gonna teach you about waking up early and a, and a really solid morning routine. This changed my life when I first started. And Atomic Habits by James Clear. You can tell by the title of the book, it's about habits and actually sticking to those habits and integrating them into your life. So that's what I would recommend if you're a teenager starting an SMA right now. Good luck to all of you. Last one, what is your perception of success? Nicely worded, because success is a perception, right? You ask 10 people this question and they're all gonna give you different answers and none of them are right or wrong. But my personal perception of success is freedom. It's freedom of thought and freedom of decisions. It's the ability to do what I want when I want without having to answer to anyone or anything. It's spending every single day doing what I love and what makes me happy. And if business comes into your perception of success, which it does for me, it's having a business that makes a positive impact on the world, a massive positive impact, because I believe in energy and I believe that you receive what you put out into the world. But that business also needs to serve you. It needs to provide financial and time freedom because if not, you lose that freedom of choice and that freedom of decisions. But there are many people that have businesses that are miserable because they don't have all the other pillars of their life in check, right? Their personal fitness, their self-love and their perception of themselves, their relationship, their family and their loved ones, okay? All of those things need to be in check and someone needs to go through a lot of self-finding throughout their life to ultimately be enough of a holistically happy person to be defined as successful. Business success alone does not define that in my eyes. So yeah, you need to holistically have everything in check to be successful. It ultimately is gonna to come to through to your wholesome, meaningful happiness. Okay, well, I'm out of questions, so I'll see you soon. Cheers.